Hello, just a quick bit before this week's episode to let you know that we have a Patreon you can subscribe to if you like what we're doing here and you want more of it. You probably already knew that. We don't stop going on about it. What you didn't know is that you can currently get a little free trial so you know exactly what you'd get as part of your subscription. You can head to patreon.com slash whatismusicpod or follow the link in the show notes to get your first seven days free. All you need to do is pick which tier you'd like a free trial of. The Biggest Mates tier is the one that has all the extras in it. And then for seven days, you are free to listen to any episode we've released in the last six months. You can cancel any time or just leave the subscription rolling if you like what you find. It's charged monthly. And during any month, as part of that Biggest Mates tier, you'll get ad-free episodes of this show every Monday. You'll get a brand new episode of our new Manic Street Preacher show every month. Two episodes every month of The Ultimate Playlist, our themed playlist show, where we talk about all kinds of different music, different artists, different genres, different eras, and one or two bonus episodes every month, depending on the length of the month. That's two episodes every week. There's also other tiers to trial. One that is just the Manic Show and ad-free What Is Music episodes, and another that is just ad-free What Is Music episodes. But hey, if the first seven days are free, why not try a bit of everything? Plus, all tiers include access to the exclusive subscriber-only Discord where we discuss the shows, the bands we've covered, various music topics, and loads of other stuff, including some games that the friendly community have devised themselves. So head on over to our Patreon page now to claim your free seven-day trial. Go to patreon.com slash whatismusicpod or follow the link in our show notes. See you there. Going away tomorrow for a little night away at a spa. On your own? Yeah, just me. (laughs) Lovely. Lovely. Just Just need some time away, don't you? No, it's me and me and the wife. Yeah, the old ball and chain. Er, uh, indoors. The old, <laughs> uh, lovely love of my life. Yeah, yeah. lovely woman that you're married to. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, going to a little lovely spa. Why? Little, yeah. Why? Wait, is this the? Uh, well, I don't want to. This is the elite tier. Right. Okay. This is our Christmas like, present to ourselves. Four from years ourselves. worth of presents. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And we're doing it near Christmas, so it's like sort of still Christmas present yeah. adjacent. And it uh, looks fucking great. It's going to be so What are you going to do? What, have you got treatments uh, Nothing. That's or? kind of the whole point of a spa well, not, is you do nothing. Are you going to use the spa? Am I going to use Well, you said you're going to do nothing. I'm going to use the spa so fucking much, Steve. <laughs> use it have so much. Have you got much. treatments booked or anything? Got treatments or? booked. Yep. What have you got? 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 I don't remember. It's going to involve rubbing. It's going to be some kind of massage, <laughs> oh but they add a load of spiel to it to make it sound like it's not you know, ultimately, a massive. Right. Do you think people will connect us opening an episode with this to the fact that we just started a Patreon? What? So that, <laughs> all that Patreon money is going into into me going to a bougie yeah. spa hotel. I hope that's not the uh, the connection people make. <laughs> well, now it is. No, now when there's is. when there's news stories saying famous podcast host and and illustrious movie critic, music critic. Mm, uh, sure. Uh, declared bankrupt. That's the connection <laughs> yeah. you can make. To yeah, that's the one. That's the one. Have they got a flume? No. <laughs> okay. Well, fine. <laughs> Hello and welcome to what is music? A music podcast about music. We're a podcast that focuses on discographies in their entirety, doing deep dives on one artist at a time. You join us in season four. 
which is called Is It Rad in Your Head? A critical analysis of the history, cultural impact and music of Radiohead. We are going through their entire career, album by album, track by track, asking questions like, does context matter when you're listening to music? Does knowing the history of an artist affect your appreciation of their output? And this season we're of course asking, is it rad in your head? To be clear, we're asking, is it rad in your head in regards to the band Radiohead? Not, is it rad in your head in regards to this, the fourth season of our podcast, which is called Is It Rad in Your Head? And which is now in your head. What is Lucas doing? I don't know. I'm laughing at Flume still. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he was doing lots of business just off I'm screen. I'm just doing some business, so I muted myself so I can do some business with my hands. I'm Adam bad. Scott Glasspool. I can't grow a moustache, but I love the artistry, the emotion, and also the context that surrounds music with me, as always. is someone who said they don't care about art or talking about art, doesn't often relate personally to music, and can only grow a moustache. It's, of course, Lucas Way. That's true. Yeah. Uh, in the middle of that, we have someone who can appreciate context, art, and subject matter, and is just kind of learning how to convey that in the form of words. And must ask you a question. It's Steve Murphy. What are you going to ask? Ghostbusters. What are you going to ask? Ghostbusters. <laughs> well, that's what you're asking. Yeah. It's Ghostbusters question mark. Mm. So, yes. Right. <laughs> right. Ghostbusters. Uh, welcome back to the podcast. It feels a little while since uh, since we've done an album episode. Because it is. Yeah, what's the last album that we did? Well, well, no, no. We did Little Phineas. Let's not do little. my husband a disservice. Because he is little, We did he? do a Little Phineas. Um, we, did, we did Familial. Has that been released yet? I yep. lose track of the timeline. Um, it, it hasn't from where we're recording, but here, will be by IRL. the time this comes out. Yes. yes. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, anyway, look. A proper album, though. A proper album by a proper musician. No, yeah, we, we haven't. haven't. We haven't dug in. We haven't dug in for a while. Yeah, Are you guys haven't. very well? I'm very well. Uh, oh, the stuff's happening right now. Oh, just ask me stuff. That, just ask me some stuff that's happening, and I'll tell you. We, how was your Christmas? <laughs> what, what month are we in? March. It's, and again, it's it's the 27th of February. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. It's the 9th of January. IRL. Which Christmas? Okay. Ask me which Christmas. 2022. Oh, yeah, it was great. Thanks. How was yours? I want to know about 1992. 92, man. Oh, fuck me. I was hammered. Were you? Yeah. Bloody hell. Bloody hell. Bloody hell. Anyway, let's get on with the podcast because we're going through the entire discography of Big Tree Fans Radiohead. And today we're going to explore, discuss and dissect the band's eighth studio album, The King of Limbs. Say it properly. In order to get... They probably He's got so many. The King of Limbs. <laughs> no, we don't do. No, not on this show. We don't do sound. Oh, that's a different one. That's a different one. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, yeah. But we're doing that in order to get closer to answering the question: What is music? And, and if you really think about it, I know we've not had to think about it in a little while, but for you guys, right now, twenty yeah. seventh of February mm. slash ninth of January, yeah. what is music? Oh, the color green. Yep. Interesting. It's probably one of the last colours I'd think of when I thought of music. Yeah. It would be green. Is it? Yeah. What's the yeah. second to last? Makes sense the type of music you listen to, actually, I think. I think it's I think because... That, that tracks. Yeah, I think it's mainly because it's not easy being green. I think of blue. The band? The band. I think of the band blue yeah. Yeah. and the colour blue and the feeling of being blue. Yeah. And oh. the album by Joni Mitchell. And music, to answer the previous question, is uh, the colour green. Oh, that's the last colour. I think I think music is is kind of blue. Yeah. By Miles Davis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Did you just Google songs called blue? Really quickly. Yes. <laughs> no, I, no, I, know, I knew it was the album. And I couldn't remember I know it's the name of the album. I couldn't remember if it was it doesn't matter. And yet no one mentioned Eiffel sixty five. I know, and I was trying to come up with a dabba dee dabba die bit. It didn't matter because uh, we all got doesn't, that. It's, we all it's, not all, it's not all gold all the time. It's not, it's not all gold. What all songs the time. have got green in the name? What songs are called green? 
we're spread very thin across numerous shows now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> is it it's not Green all sleeves. gold. <laughs> Sometimes Green it's blue. sleeves is the most. <laughs> Is that the most contemporary song you could think of? When I've got these green sleeves, I hang out with these green sleeves. Have you seen my green sleeves? These sleeves are made of green. Oh, I didn't finish the... I didn't finish the... Sleeves? I should have gone down and I went up. It's fine. It's I not all gold. Nice. I thought, no, I thought it it's resolved fine. nicely. I thought <laughs> yeah. it resolved nicely. Good. Yeah, that is. That, I reckon 2022 is the year that the sea shanty into like EDM music became a thing. Yeah, this or was that 2021? Who oh, knows? Who knows? Yeah, who cares? 2023 is when like me- classic medieval tunes come back. I reckon. I am up for that so hard. And green sleeves is going to lead the charge. There's going to be a green sleeves EDM track and it's going to go massive on tiktok and then it's going to get huge that sounds bad tell you what i'm going to make a um i'm going to make an edm act called i am loot and it's going to be some hardcore that sounds too that sounds piratey because loot like loot in oh yeah that's true but i i I liked it but you mean a loot like a little yeah i did actually yeah and he means i am groot as well because it's like a yeah well we are Groot, famously don't you'll make me cry anyway uh before we dive into the album we of course on this show we like to dive into the context related to the record how it came about where the band were physically and emotionally at the time of making it so let me tell you around 385 million years ago (laughs) in the middle devonian age there were these living organisms called the watesia that most closely resemble modern day ferns or horsetail plants and they reproduced by spores, yeah, yeah, rather than seeds, yeah. but are believed to have eventually evolved over the course of about 60 million years into conifers, cycads, knee tails, and jinkos. Through the uh, Mesozoic and the Cretaceous periods, these evolved further to bear flowers, fruit, and complex root systems, becoming what we now know today as trees. Oh, I am great. Oh. I don't. What's the connection to trees? What's the bit of what's trees got to do with any of this? Trees have been on this planet for a long time, Lucas. Yeah. They've yeah, survived. They have. No, what, they've what? survived numerous extinction events. They've survived many winters. They but well, what? they repopulated the Earth after an ice age. Yeah, after were the driven. Winter. One could argue the longest winter. They were driven back by the next ice age and then repopulated again. Bloody yeah? legends. How do you feel about trees? Uh pretty good. Green Planet was good, wasn't it? I love trees, Steve. Trees, yes or no? Mm. I'm going yes. <laughs> I just that was just off the top of my head. First thing Follow that came up to question mind. though. Yeah. What's that what's what what's that got to do with the King of Limbs? I, I love, like trees. What the fuck's that got to do with the King of Limbs? I love trees. I feel deeply and spiritually connected to trees. Once Quinn and I got so high, we became trees. <laughs> no, I don't know if I've told you that story no, before. Did I tell you that story? Okay. Did you take salvia? <laughs> no, we was just we just had a joint. Uh it was the day after we went on that camping trip, guys. Oh, okay. Uh, That's nice. We were sat in our camping chairs, and we just sat in them for about seven hours and stared forwards. Yep. (laughs) And occasionally we'd chat, and occasionally we wouldn't, and, you know, we'd... You know, sometimes there'd just be long periods of silence, but we'd let the, the weather move around us, so it started to rain a little bit, and we didn't move. And we talked about that and came to the conclusion, are we trees? Mm. Mm. That was was good. Anyway, I dare you to tell me where we got to with Radiohead. Because it was, it was. Yeah, in Steve, Ra- go on. I dare you. I dare you, Steve. In Rainbows was five episodes ago. 
Only five episodes ago. How many months ago was it? A couple months, in it? It's a couple months. A bit more than that. I think we recorded it in mid-October. <laughs> oh, did we? <laughs> Bloody hell. In the bleak midwinter. Uh, right, Steve, over to you, mate. They released In Rainbows. It's a critical mm. success. Yeah. And then we got here. Yeah. Does anybody remember anything that happened in between? Come on. Yeah. Uh, Phil Selway Sel- S- released a uh, solo album called uh, Familial. Yep. Tom York went and released a solo album called The Eraser. Nope. No. That, that was, was before, before In that Rainbows. That was before In Rainbows, wasn't it, guys? Just testing you. Nice. Um, uh, 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 Phineas released the record. Right. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you out here. I'm going to help you out. Please. <laughs> they released those two singles, didn't they? Harry Patch and These Are My Twisted Words. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah. toured the world in support of In Rainbows. They headlined Reading Festival. I've never heard of them. They fell out. A bit weird for Radiohead just to be the support act, first of all. <laughs> Especially for a band I've never... Is that one of those bands that's like really big in the States, but over here the don't one. really that's get... It. And yeah. they're called In Rainbows, which is weird because they release an album... They're, cool. named, they're named after that album, but they... They're named after the album, not yeah, one person. But a- astronomical success, like yeah. overnight yeah, almost. Yeah, yeah crazy. Uh, they fell out with EMI. Who issued their back catalogue and uh, in rainbows out, did no radiohead oh, did they really well, and they well, put well, out the best of the best of but without in rain, any in rainbows is that right yeah because yeah, they yeah. Were scorned busy touring with radiohead support yeah okay and do you remember Tom started playing his stuff from the Eraser with a new band that also included Flea yeah called we don't they don't have a name yet they don't have a name yet oh but I, we know it yeah you know it I yeah know we know you it. know it now we know now we know uh, Phil released a solo album you're right and uh, Johnny started scoring. There'll be blood. More and more films. Yeah. Well, just loads of films. He's just, he's just like, after that score for There Will Be Blood, he becomes like the hottest new uh, Hollywood composer. It's, it's like him and Hans Zimmer these days. Oh, really? It's that's, basically. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Trent Reznor went through a phase, didn't he, where he was like hot shit for a, for a little minute. Yeah. What, um, what else has he done that I'd know? Johnny Greenwood. Why yeah. don't you wait? For the Johnny Greenwood episode that we're going to do towards the end oh, of the yeah, season. Oh, and that's yeah. going to be really my shit. That's going to be, really gonna be jam, your shit. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Lovely. Don't know. Whilst all of that stuff was happening, there were uh, there were these sporadic recording sessions undertaken by the constituent parts of the band known as Radiohead. (gasps) Um, Let's look at the band post in Rainbows. Let's look at post in Rainbows Radiohead in general, if we can, for a moment. Indulge me. You guys must have some kind of conception of this. Having gone through the story of Radiohead, are you starting to see a difference in them at this point compared to earlier in their career? I'm not thinking musically, I'm thinking more abstract. Well, they they, they go off and do more of their own stuff. Mm. So they're like, you know, bored of Radiohead and hate each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you would be forgiven for thinking like that they're maybe a bit bored of Radiohead, right? They're all papas and they're all... Yes. They're all off on their, their families. And and I suppose they slow right down. Yeah. They slow right down. And I suppose there's this kind of question, which must be going around in their heads, which is, what do you do at this point if you are Radiohead, right? It, it, it's 2000, and let's, let's say it's 2010 right now, 2009, 2010. You've released an exciting, finely tuned rock record, right? In, in the bends, you reinvent and subvert the genre to make one of the greatest albums of all time, then you tear up everything and reinvent yourselves to deliver another one of the greatest albums of all time. Then after some pottering about for a few (laughs) years, you record the definitive statement of your band and your music in the form of another one of the greatest albums of all time. And I think 
I think that they kind of saw it like that as well. Do you remember on the In Rainbows episode, we talked about Ed saying they had three great records, the Benz, OK Computer, and Kid A, and they just needed that fourth one yeah. to cement their place as a great band. It's so arbitrary that they feel like four is the number. I know, bizarre. Uh, as if people would go, Radiohead, like in 30 years' time, 40 years' time, people would go, Radiohead were good, but they were like, they kind of, they didn't have that fourth big album. three seminal Albums. In a row, yeah. We all know number five's the number because of. But but didn't they do it within rainbows? Right? Didn't they do that fourth one? They did though. Yeah. Like OK Computer Kid A, they are definitive statements on something. Yeah. But In Rainbows seems more like it's a definitive statement on Radiohead. Yeah. Uh, and I think it probably felt like the pressure valve was released a little bit. Yeah. For the band, they probably had the pressure taken way off. They're not under contract anymore, of course. So what now? Do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, no label, no obligation, no pressure. Maybe this, I don't know. Just going to shove that out and guess see what happens. Just going to shove that out. Yeah. Uh, they're free to do what they want to do. And like you said, Lucas, as it turns out, what they wanted to do is not very often Radiohead. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like at, at this point where we are now, they become less a band in the strictest sense and more like a collective that kind of drifts together and apart over time. Between 2008 and 2023, the year it is now, we get two Radiohead albums. Yeah. That's 15 years. And, and an album by, like, kind of Radiohead. Uh, no, I think, I think that, that's too... Uh, you've not heard it yet, but I think that is too uh, simplified. It's oversimplified. I've heard one song, dismissive. and uh, yeah. spoiler alert. It's quite Radiohead. <laughs> fucking great and quite Radiohead. <laughs> But two albums in 15 years, if you think about Pablo Honey to In Rainbows, which is a span of seven albums, is 14 years. Yeah. And that includes a four-year gap. I mean, most <laughs> most bands do slow down as yeah. they go on, but that is a dramatic slowdown. Yeah, I mean, like, if you're gigantically successful and you've got loads of money and you don't need to release a record and you can take your time and just put something out that you're genuinely happy with... Mm. And also touring apparently is terrible. Why would why would Well, I think they like touring by this point. You like touring. But in general it has a weird effect because now arguably a Radiohead album is now more of an event than it's ever been. Yeah. Just by like scarcity. It's yeah. rare. It's a rare 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 object. It is, it is. And they don't feel the pressure to be like, this has to be the greatest album of all time yeah. or meet sales targets or be a definitive statement on anything or really has to be anything other than just something that they want to do. So they slow right down. Radiohead becomes just one of the things each band member has going on. Um, some bands, you know, the further down the road you go, the more each album feels like an obligation, which has never really been the case for Radiohead, I don't think. The more that I you talk about them as much as i i don't want them to be done i don't yeah. want them to have broken up I, I the more you talk about them i do kind of feel like if they did a 10th album yeah i do feel like it'd be a bit like oh that's is 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 that perfunctory i don't know we'd have to who knows i'm, I'm sure if they came back in 2025 with a fucking like we're we're in the studio we'd all be hype but. They they are meeting right now. Yeah, uh, Phil Phil just said in an interview they they are, they planned to meet at the beginning of 2023. Now whether that's shall we reissue the Hell of the Thief for the 20th anniversary or whether it's let's get into the studio or whether it's 
uh, a, a business meeting. We don't know. Yeah, it might just be, yeah, it might be something perfunctory. It might be, what's the plan? Well, that's what's interesting is that it's big news. Like, I, Yeah, how crazy is that, by the way? That's big news. Yeah. Radiohead are having a meeting. Yeah, <laughs> they're going to see each other. But like, that's the thing, like, obviously, obviously they're all older and stuff, but you would have thought just by the nat- just by just being old friends, you know, because they are, forget all the about, they're still a bunch of mates who've known each other since they were like teenagers or whatever. Yeah. I still think they just occasionally would just be like, should we go on a little like, you know, weekend away with our families? Should yeah, we go to Devon for the weekend? I don't think they do stuff like that. I don't think they do stuff like that. But Phil went to see The Smile when they played their first show in London. You know, they, they do stuff like that. When, when we're famous and we're all off on like different podcasts and all these different mm-hmm. things... Can we still make sure we go on a little like family weekend to Devon? Yeah, once I'm out. No, I'm, no, I'm not first. I'll be there, Lucas. Just me. No, no? I'm not. <laughs> it's just me. Me and your giant family. My giant family that I'll have at that yeah, point. Yeah. Eighteen children. Mm, yes. The Chris Wilson home of the podcast. Yes. <laughs> um, I suppose even the way that they were recording "Post in Rainbows" with like bits and pieces here and there, as as and when they were available, with each of the members going off to do their own things in between, like releasing those two individual songs in August 2009, just before Tom goes to LA to play with his new band. Like, that's quite indicative of where they are even back then. Although Johnny did say around this time, he didn't like music dribbling out, which is a horrible phrase. Uh, I also d- don't like my music to dribble out. No, I had a sickness um, bug like that after Christmas. The mindset, the mindset <laughs> sound the way it does. Does he sort of mean in the fact that, like... Uh, just going through the just going through the motions, kind of thing. Like, no, he means like doing little individual singles. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. He, he likes it to be an event. Yeah. he likes it to be an album. I think trickling was the word he was looking for. Yeah, maybe. But he's Better Johnny. Word, he's very British. He's very British. Um, uh, the the thing you said about them, like they'd feel more like a collective, and like it's you know a chore for them to get together and stuff. I think that probably isn't helped by the fact that they like they all do a bunch of. Oh no, sorry. You said about the feeling like a collective, not them having a choice. Yeah, I didn't say anything about it. I added like that a bit. Yeah, you did. I inferred that. <laughs> Editorialised. Um, but the whole thing about, like, yeah, they're a collective is probably also because, like, they all go and do stuff. And not just, like, one thing. Well, except Colin. Multiple things. Like, to Muse, to go back to season two. Yeah, Matt has released a stupid little EP during lockdown that's just Matt Well, that's because he had nothing else to do, right? And and yeah. he did the Jaded Hearts. I know, he partied. Like, he partied loads in lockdown. But, like... But apart from that, like you were like, oh, but they're still very much a band that are together. Like when James Dean Bradford went and did another solo album a couple of years ago, you weren't going like, oh, is he done with Mannix? It's just like, yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Because they're not all going off and doing things. We hear that Sean Moore's done two scores for two different films and he's doing a side project with, with fucking the touring guitarist of Manic Street Preachers whilst, whilst, you know, they're all doing bits, you know, it's that, that, they feel still more like a unit, whereas Radiohead, at this point, it does feel like they're a bunch of people who happen to be in a band together. That is also, though, because when when Matt has gone to do solo stuff, when James has gone to do solo stuff, they've always said in interviews, this isn't the end of the band, this isn't the end of the Manics, I'm just out here doing solo stuff. And Tom, when he did the Eraser, said, this isn't the end of Radiohead, uh, I'm just doing a solo album. Uh, but, but from In Rainbows onwards, they stop talking to anybody. So it's just speculation from that point onwards. Right. Because when Tom comes out with something, he doesn't go, oh, this is, this is not the end of Radiohead. He doesn't even say it's the end of Radiohead. It's just there is no response at all. So do they just like, so from here on out, facts and information from the band is going to get scarce? Few and far between. You'll right. see. Yeah, You'll yeah, see. Okay. We'll get into yeah. it. Um- <laughs> even when an album comes out, even like when, when, when 
Moonshape Pool comes out. They're not mm-hmm. doing press. Correct. Oh, I love They're it. not on the front cover of with, NME. With with a moonshape with a moonshape pool, there was two things that came out around the album. One was a photo of them, and two was the album. <laughs> <laughs> uh, three, the best music video ever produced. Right. Yes. Okay. There's little yeah. like sort of things like that. Um. Anyway, let's cast our minds back to sort of January 2010, where we kind of left them off. <laughs> Tom has become a bit of an LA guy, you know? Yeah. He starts going to those parties that he would have been very suspicious of a decade ago. Uh, and obviously Nigel is in his new band with Flea as well. So they hang out a lot. And they start DJing quite a bit at parties while they're there. And Tom gets more and more into that and starts hanging out with like dubstep producers and Flying Lotus and electronic musicians, stuff like that. Very cool. Very champagne reception kind of guy. Growing his hair long, wearing cool shades. Mm-hmm. Definitely not the Tom York of 1997, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Who would have been hugely suspicious of all of that. Again, I say this, it seems like I say this every episode, Muse ripoffs. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah. where they started. Yeah. They loved the Hollywood parties from the get-go, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. And now he can get into the proper Hollywood parties. He's like, fuck yeah, I'm in. I'm in the group. <laughs> George Clooney's my mate. <laughs> but eventually, the conversation obviously starts to turn towards what are we going to do about Radiohead? What, what is there a new Radiohead project in us? And I think bits and pieces other than those two songs, Harry Patch and These Are My Twisted Words, that came out, bits and pieces were recorded in the UK around May, June, July 2009. The official recording period for the album we're talking about today is May 2009 to January 2011, which is 20 months in total. But remember, Tom goes off with a new band, Phil records and releases a solo album and tours it. So they, they would have been shorter, less frequent sessions rather than In Rainbows, which was this three-year lengthy head-banging-on-the-wall process, right? The band themselves have called In Rainbows a definitive statement and talked about wanting to get together to make something a little bit more transitory, perhaps something a little bit less of, this is a Radiohead album, you know? Um, and also Tom said if they were going to get back together to do something, uh, if they were going to carry on, they needed to do it for like a, a new set of reasons, which I think really vibes with the idea that In Rainbows is them putting a little full stop on something, in a way. Um, there was also the fact that In Rainbows was very much a rock record, and as we know, Radiohead, they get a bit restless, and they kind of have two modes at this point. There's the In Rainbows OK Computer method of live recording with studio embellishments, and the Kid A amnesiac route of things being very heavily programmed with much less of a performance aspect. And they didn't want to do either of those. Uh, They wanted a third way. Uh, As Johnny said, we didn't want to pick up guitars and write chord sequences, and we didn't want to sit in front of a computer either. We wanted a third thing, which involved playing and programming. And they decided to all meet in LA, because that's where Tom and Nigel are, in January 2010, to begin an experiment in recording devised by Tom and Nigel. Now, you might, from what I've already told you, be able to guess what they do, but you'll never be able to guess where they do it. I open the floor to guesses. I don't know what they do. King of Limbs. <laughs> right? Yeah. Where do they yeah. do it? The ocean. Interesting. Okay. Uh, <laughs> where they do it, oh, it's going to be somewhere like Hawaii. 
Mm, well, they meet in LA, so it's not. Yeah, you know, so yeah, exactly. That's what I'm thinking. It's like it's an easy flight. I've done that flight. Abbey Road. I'm it's thinking easy. more. I'm thinking more specific. It's not Abbey Road. Oh. They do stay in LA. They meet at Drew Barrymore's house. Oh, that's well, my next. Obviously, yeah, that was I mean, what you were going to say. I thought you were asking because, like yeah. the stuff that wasn't. We know the, no, the canon. You know, <laughs> but we wouldn't they move in their it. gear and spend three weeks recording in Drew Barrymore's house in LA, and then number two, right. They recorded themselves playing various parts of the songs that they had written or had been lying around for a while, individually, separately, without one another. And then, once they had those recordings, for two weeks, didn't touch anything apart from turntables and DJ emulation software. So that's why the album's got loads of like... Yeah, it's like a Linkin Park. Get your hands uh, up. Yeah. <laughs> so, obviously, like I said, Tom and Nigel, they'd been DJing. In LA, and as Nigel says, this is a quote from him, we were like, this is such an amazing tool, we can make music with this. And I was like, okay, let's do an experiment for two weeks where everyone has a turntable instead of playing the guitar or drums or whatever. And that two-week experiment ended up being fucking six months, and that's the king of limbs. That's the whole story of it. Wow. So they must have recorded parts to then put onto the vinyl that they then ultimately... It's not vinyl. It's it's not vinyl. And it's also, it's clearly not the case for every single song on the album. E-vinyl, let's call it. They would record parts separately on their own, sample them, and then all stand in the room and DJ with each other. They would pull parts in and out of the composition, both creating and recording the songs that way. They looped samples of themselves... With, with sampling software that was written by Johnny Greenwood himself. Yeah. Um, why does does it, what? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's. it's I'll not be honest. Even... <laughs> I'll be honest. I saw that fact because I briefly looked at the Wikipedia page for King of Limbs, and then I thought actually I should stop, and I yeah. stopped. But I did see that fact. Did he? What? What? Does he have the skills, or does it mean like he he's a hired an intern to no, no, no. do it for he, him? He, he, he's a programmer, Loves and that. it would have been shit as well. He, he described it would have been as, shit as well. <laughs> he, he, he described it as a wonky, rubbish version of Ableton Live. Like it wouldn't have worked properly. There's no way. But that's how he does all his patches for his guitar looping and stuff on stage. So he's always been a bit of a programmer, and he uses those analog drum machines and everything, doesn't he? Um, which is like proper authorship, I reckon. It's Fucking it's like square. building the guitar that you write the song on. I yeah, think. I mean, it's very cool. It, yeah. You're already making me like this album more. Yeah. So they, they used that technology to create these passages of music with people pulling things in and out of it that Tom would then write melodies and lyrics to with then other band members adding some more traditionally written elements along the way. A really good example of that is given by Ed, which I'll talk about when we get to it, but there was some frustration in that. It's Radiohead. There was some frustration and tension in that process. Of course there was. And the technique is probably most apparent on things like Feral, mm-hmm. Morning Mr. Magpie. Mm-hmm. Morning, my lord. Yeah, Lotus Flower. But even on Give Up the Ghost, you can see that intention, the kind of the looping, the method there. Um, and it seems like the, uh, those... That, that that recording session at uh, Drew Barrymore's house mm. <laughs> yielded lots of stuff, and lots of that stuff ended up on the album. But when they left that house, it was not stuff. The, the impression they give, or that Nigel gives, is, is that the process was like editing a film. Those initial sessions provided all of the takes, all of the material, which gave Nigel, and I quote, a gigantic mess that took me about a year and a half to unravel. 
Right. Um, the most gigantic lying mess. Indeed, mm. yes. Jo- Johnny said, I don't think people appreciate what a mess most bands' records are until they're finalised. The songs are in order and you've left the right ones off and put the right ones on and suddenly it has something. We're quite incompetent, I think, and always have been. That's a <laughs> quote from Johnny Green. Radio Radiohead, Radiohead. Yeah, quite yeah. incompetent. This is what I've been saying for months on this podcast. Yeah. Um, so it seems like a lot of this record was assembled rather than written or performed in any sort of traditional way. They get together a lot, but do little bits and pieces of like the same kind of thing. And that's kind of it. That's kind of the whole story of the recording process. Phil records a solo album after those January sessions, which he releases in August 2010. And then their eighth album gets wrapped up by January 2011. And the details are kind of, like you said, Lucas, a bit a bit thin on the ground because Radiohead just withdraw completely from public life. There's no context for this record. And and here's what I'm talking about when I talk about context, when we're talking about the context that, that surrounds the music, right? Will of the People by a band called Muse. Mm. Six months of build-up between being announced and released, numerous interviews, and one of the major talking points that came up in a lot of the interviews was the record label had requested that Muse do a best of. Muse didn't want to, so they set out to create a best of made out of new songs. And that gives people some context of the thing that they're going to listen to. The Ultra Vivid Lament by Manitary Preachers, an album we've covered on this podcast. Again, months of lead time with numerous interviews, repeatedly hammering home the idea that this was the first time they'd written an album primarily on piano. You could not move for the story of them having written the album on piano if you were a Mannix fan. Again, the floor was covered in it. It really was. You had to step over yeah. it like <laughs> to creep out in the morning when you went for work yeah. to make sure you didn't wake yeah, it yeah. up. <laughs> but it was placing those songs into some kind of context with a story behind them. And maybe it makes people perk up and go, think, oh, right, I'll listen to that then. And so in that model for the album The King of Limbs, you shouldn't have been able to go anywhere without hearing, do you know that Radiohead created their new album with DJ equipment? Like, that should have been the talking point around this album. We learned about it six months after the album came out. Right. Like, we'd already had the album for ages before we knew that. And even then, the details were very sketchy. There's a conversation with Tom and Ed from October 2011, and then Nigel mentions it in an interview in 2017, and that's about it. And somehow, guys, I missed those interviews because I found out about it last week. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a Radiohead fan. What did you think this album was? The Drew Barrymore record. I assumed that they just... I learned that a couple of weeks ago as well. Amazing. Uh, I I assumed it was kind of like Kid A, basically, except with maybe slightly more analogue instruments because it has more of an analogue feel than Kid A. I didn't, I didn't know about the DJ thing until, until I did the research for this I still episode. don't quite understand the mechanics. I mean, this shows how my brain works. I want to know how the mechanics of that work. Okay, so we've, we've got a little, uh, a, a little library of loops in front of us, okay, on our laptops. We're facing each other. Right, so they've all got a library of their own loops, their own yeah. bits. Yeah, yeah. And then you set a drum pattern going. Uh, and then I'll, I'll I'll work out a little guitar loop, and I'll, I'll I'll hit the loop part button on on beat and stuff, so it loops round again, and we'll just do that for hours and hours and hours until we have about three minutes of something worth listening to, and maybe we'll have maybe we won't put it on the album. Yeah. Uh, in, in the case of King of Limbs, it sounds like someone set a drum loop going, then another person set a drum loop going, then another person set a drum loop going, Does and it? it was just five drum loops. No shit. <laughs> and so. 
And so they would, but the, they would have each had, they wouldn't have all had access to, well, this is all speculation. No, we don't know. We don't but know. They would have, uh, presumably they've, they've each got access to sort of their own samples of their own bits, but you haven't got like Phil there pulling up like Tom's guitar part. You might do. So when they say DJ software, I'm not sure. I think they mean sampling and looping rather when I than think of no. DJ scratching and mixing. Kevin and Perry. <laughs> I think of the t- no. I mean, that's the classic, isn't it? Yeah, that's the classic DJ. Kezer and Pezza. But when I, Keza. but but no, but I at uni because everyone at fucking Portsmouth Uni got into DJing at one point. Of course, or you, you got to get your little. For, you couldn't move. You got to get your DJ. CD, your CD mixers out. No, yeah. people get vinyl. People get people. Get, really? I mean, house parties were really good because it it basically meant one of the bedrooms is getting fully emptied and someone's setting up a full setup, and everyone had a, had a go. And some people were quite good, and some people were shit. We did that, but, but it was CD mixers because we're in the 21st century, mate. Smaller, but some, more uh, compact, uh, uh, if you will. But yeah, exactly. I remember also. But then even the people that didn't buy all the stuff, people would at least get the like the software, you know. Yeah, you got. And I remember playing with it. And my idea of what it is 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 one track here, one track here. No, one track here, one track here, and it's about syncing them up, right. And bringing it in at the right time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wedding but, DJing. But then then a lot of DJing is like finding a bit of the song and then looping that and then coming in on the back of yeah, that Yeah, I mean, that's proper than, DJing, not, yeah, not, yeah, yeah. not uh, weddings. That's what they were doing here. Not wedding. Um, the album, as we said, similar to a Moonshape Pool, this is the kind of the first instance of it, did not come out with interviews. It did not come out with lead time. It did not come out with very much warning at all. They released one black and white photo of them stood in the woods next to an old tree wearing questionable hats. Mm. Mm. We've all done that. I like. I remember though. Like, I was at least aware of this album coming out, and I would have listened to it fairly promptly. You reckon? So, but, but I guess it got covered by NME. And like, yeah, yeah, of course, it's all oh. got coverage, mate. It's a headline on the NME today. Radiohead are having a meeting. Yeah, is it actually? Like, of course, they covered yeah. the release of one of their albums. Support for What Is Music is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels, and they recently launched the ultimate men's hygiene bundle, the Performance Package. Join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by taking advantage of this exclusive offer, 20% off, and free worldwide shipping when you use the code... You ready? You ready for this? When you use the code... Big mates at manscaped.com. Uh, in the performance package, you will find their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, and some free gifts. Uh, the performance boxer briefs and a travel bag to keep all of that stuff in. Manscaped very kindly sent us all of the performance package stuff to try. Uh, Lucas, Steve, how, how did you guys get on with all of the stuff? So, I mean... They've used the word package very intentionally, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, it's the yeah, package. Yeah. The that's like, that's package. like us level quality in terms of uh, wordplay. It's synergy. Uh, it's why we're perfect partners. Yeah. In terms of quality of uh, product, uh, look, we can be crass, right? We can be crass. I have been known to, you know, little nit here and there yeah. from time to time. Oh, 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 I'm gushing blood. Sure. Right? <laughs> okay. In this instance, nary a drop. Really? Just completely... Nary a drop. Nary a drop. Lovely, 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 lovely. Wonderful. Guys, I, I, I'm I, going to be honest. The secret star of the show yeah. has got to be the weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer. Check out my nose. 
I can't you see, see th- up my nose. I can't see a thing. It's like two black holes. Because there's nothing up there, Steve. It's because there's nothing up there, Steve. That's yeah. why. There's nothing. <laughs> no it's weeds. Bold. Nothing. I've got a bold nose. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> I love it. I've never never breathed so clearly in my life. I uh, have never had such a handsome downstairs gentleman agreement. Gentleman agreement, indeed. Uh, yes, sure. <laughs> my little. My little gentleman's little, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. never keep been that, so handsome. Keep that, keep that. Keep yeah. And talking of <laughs> yeah. handsome packages, the, the all the, the, the packaging that comes in is great. And I just loved it. And it, it is actually great. nice. Yeah. yeah. Like the travel bag is actually quite nice. And it's, yeah. And the boxes are comfortable and stuff. It's cool. I g- genuinely like, yeah, it's cool. And also uh, these trimmers are waterproof. So you can do your business in the bath or shower, which means no mess. You get those free gifts in there too, the boxes and the travel bag. And obviously... This is a topic and area that it's fun to have fun with. And the term manscaped is tongue-in-cheek. But what if you don't identify as male? Manscaped is not gender-specific. And if you want to groom your body hair, they want you to be able to do it safely and effectively. No matter your gender or how you identify, Manscaped is genuinely inclusive and here for anyone. You can get 20% off and free shipping with the code BIGMATES at manscaped.com. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. On February the 14th, 2011, Radiohead announced that their new album, The King of Limbs, would be released in five days' time. And you could pre-order that either as a £6 digital download directly from their site or as a physical special edition, which was 30 quid and would be released three months later in May. Okay? The initial plan was for a Saturday release and then Radiohead tweeted a message uh, in Japanese on Twitter referencing a time on Friday and a location, which is Tokyo's Hachiko Square in Shibuya and 1859 local time. And thousands of fans and journalists descended on the site expecting anything from a full gig to a video broadcast only to be greeted with nothing Uh, because those that had arrived hadn't got the message in time. The plan was for the band to broadcast the Lotus Flower video on the square's huge screens, but it had to be scrapped due to safety and security fears. Uh, And so instead... Because it was supposed to be the year 1859. No, 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 that was the time. Right, okay, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It got scrapped. (laughs) It did, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, they were telling people not to turn up because too many people had worked out what was going on. Maybe they should have like given away some free bikes or something. <laughs> that, good. that is that is the better yeah, way to yeah. do it. So instead, they put the video up on their website uh, for, for Lotus Flower and gave everyone the album 24 hours earlier than planned on the Friday. I think Ed put up a message with it saying like, hey, it's the weekend. Have a good time. Nice. With the King of Limbs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so the King of Limbs is released on the 18th of February, 2011. It's eight tracks and 37 minutes long. Yeah. That's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. It's nearly an EP. It's it's not far off. I think yeah. you could take one song off and reasonably go, oh, that's an EP. Yeah. Lucas, what do you think about that length? I, I don't think it's a good length. I think it's a good length. No, I don't. I do. It's not. It's not that I don't think it's a good length. It's that uh, it it's, it certainly feels like it's longer than in rainbows. It, it does. It, doesn't it? it feels longer <laughs> yeah. than thirty. Feels long. Yeah. 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 It does. Um, it was produced and mixed by Nigel Godrich and Radiohead. <gasps> God. The artwork was done by Donald Twain and Zachariah Wildwood. 
So was that Nigel Godrich and Tom York? No. Oh, okay. It was Stanley Donwood and Tom York. That's what I said. You said Nigel Godrich. No, I did. You did? You said Prove Nigel Godrich. Right. Yeah. I'm an idiot. Oh, oh, he yeah, actually no. said, I'm an idiot. Yeah. I said, yeah. I'm an idiot. Sorry, so good point. Yeah. Donald Twain and Zachariah Wildwood. Oh. <laughs> He's been spending too much time in the States. Yeah. Um, it was uh, the artwork, again, made as the band recorded. Lucas, do you want to quickly drag it up or have you seen it? You're pretty familiar with the artwork for The King of Limbs? I can vaguely picture it. Lovely, lovely stuff. Steve, again. you're an artwork boy. What do you make of it? It's scary, isn't it? It's, it's very scary. scary. It's very scary. Here's what I'm going to say about it. It's scary and a bit cute. Because mm-hmm. it's yeah, got yeah. little cartoon nice eyes. Oh, there's the trees monsters. on the album. Has that got something to do with the fact that Adam's oh, talking about there trees? trees? The is there trees? Oh, there's something weird. to do with fucking yeah. trees, is there? The the ki- hang on. Yeah. Are the king Christ. of limbs limbs. trees? Yeah. The king of limbs is a specific <laughs> tree, but we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> you <laughs> drop this king of limbs. I mean, I have Googled king of limbs, and yeah, the, the pit comes up with a lot of pictures of a very particular tree. <laughs> yeah, it's a okay. tree. Um, Donwood, Stanley Donwood as he was making the artwork, uh, said that the the music made him imagine immense multicoloured cathedrals of trees with music echoing from the branches while strange fauna lurked in the fog. And that is pretty much what we get from the, from the artwork, I have to say. Um, he and York drew pictures of huge trees with like twisted branches, but also with eyes and mouths and what you're seeing on the front cover is that they would draw familiars with them. Are you, are you familiar with the term familiars? Like a small animal thing for a witch. Yeah, it's a supernatural entity believed, believed in medieval times to assist witches with their magic. Mm. They, they are sometimes referred to as spirits of the forest. Don't vampires also have familiars? Uh, I th- maybe? Like, isn't um, Ren- Ren- is Renfield a familiar? Is he? Yeah, I think Renfield. Interesting. Adam's also very excited for that film. Um, oh, it looks fucking shit. Uh, <laughs> so they also had like fairy tales and folklore in mind, and I think that the album is somewhat concerned with the environment or the natural nature. Anyway, it's kind of it's kind of echoed in 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 the special edition as well, uh, which which we'll chat about later. Uh, but yes, the album's called King of Limbs. So Lucas, won't you inform us why it's called? The King of Limbs. So, well, for my, for my, that I learned three seconds ago. Yeah. It's a big tree. Yeah. In England. In the Savernake Forest. Yeah. Where's that? Well, it's where they recorded in Rainbows. Uh, Yeah, that's cool. Near Tottenham House. Yeah. That tree. How big are we talking? Fucking big. Um, Yeah. uh, yeah. It's bigger than you, I reckon. It's bigger than you, Steve. Yeah. Prove it. Prove it. Yeah. It's bigger than you. So, what are you? Tiny. I'm sorry. (laughs) Tiny. Small, pathetic Small boy. Guys, that tree is 1,100 years old. That's insane, isn't it? Yeah. How crazy is that? Uh, and, and what's I've, interesting... I've seen older. Like, have you? Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. I've seen Where some of the it? oldest living things on Earth. Really? Wow. Yeah, the, 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 the redwoods in yeah. northern, the northern, northern California. <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> What's interesting about this tree in particular, other than the fact that it's called the King of Limbs, which is an incredibly cool name, is um, is that it's a living, dying thing. Um, it's so big and it's so old that parts of it are alive, whilst other parts of it are decaying. Um, 
Because it's, it's just too like big Steve. to sustain. Yes. So it's like, it's too big to kind of sustain itself. All right, Muse. <laughs> yeah. The King of Limbs wee, 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 is wee. unsustainable. Mm. Um, it's, yeah. And I, I, maybe that plays into the album as well. The decaying of nature and... Mm. Mm. <laughs> I mean, what are, what are the themes of the album? I don't know if you can tell just from the brief discussion we've had so far, but I'm putting in a lot of work to get anything from it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's nature. S- sweaty work over here, guys. <laughs> Turtles, jellyfish, yeah. and codex. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are you getting yeah. jellyfish from? Are the you joking? Mainly. And jellyfish. <laughs> there you go. I, I, I listened to lyrics. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good, yeah. I did do turtles, though. I've got, got that. Mm. Got turtles. And yet you didn't get as far as jellyfish. That's interesting. No. It's the next line. It's the next line. A giant <laughs> turtle's eye yeah. as jellyfish roll yeah, by. Zoned out at that point. Zoned out. Oh, yeah. You were thinking about turtles. I was thinking about turtles. Brain. I, I think his brain was turtles all the way down. Famously, yeah. as famously, I like turtles. Yeah, that's yes, famous. That's you're that the, kid, aren't you? We talk about it every episode, of course. How much I like turtles? Um, I think you'd have a decent argument to say that there wasn't very much apparent on this album. Uh, Lyrics-wise, I feel like we've fully transitioned away from any kind of pointed lyrics like OK yeah. Computer and Hail to the Thief. Or even storytelling lyrics like The Bends. Or even Kid A, which had like oblique lyrics with like little snatches of individual stuff, didn't it? But it had like a common set of concerns or themes... This is kind of more in line within Rainbows, but more so, I think. What did you call it? Collage, you've called it. Yeah. Opaque passages of imagery. Nothing really personal, but nothing really universal either. Um, Yeah, there's not not a whole lot to grab hold of in this album. Yeah, except for one thing. And I've gripped hold of it so tight that I'm at risk of being Lenny and strangling the life out of it. Is it magpies? It's nature, yeah. Nature, yeah. Because you get ocean fair. creatures, lakes. magpies, lotus flowers, lakes, dragonflies. There are found sounds of nature uh, on the album. You can hear bird song in one of the albums. Uh, one of the songs was originally called Mouse, Dog, Bird and features a reference to fish. That's something. Uh, That's nature. So there yeah. you go. There was a lot of, there was a lot of stuff in, in the build-up to it and, and, and um, in the artwork and stuff. Uh, of, of about returning to nature and like slogans that would say it's what keeps me alive and all can become normal again and and stuff like that. Um, but none of that is sort of contained within the album itself, really. I mean, like like especially not in the sound of it. What 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 is what is what does the album sound like? It sounds like it's interesting. I obviously picked up on it vaguely, but just not with the right instruments. That it just sounds like they've just just gone and had a long jam. Mm. Yeah, just sounds like a jam sesh. But but yeah. I didn't realize that the jam sesh happened like in a thousand different parts, and then they jammed the bits. <laughs> but it, marmalade. But it does just sound, yeah marmalade something. Mm. something what? Um, <laughs> He's just he literally heard the word jam. Yeah, and thought, what's like jam? Marmalade. Marmalade. And then yeah. and then and now he's going at Paddington. Yeah. And then he's yeah. Okay. Paddington's a bear. Bears live in the woods. Nature, woods. Nature. Nature. Forest. Trees. God, this Lovely. is great. This is yeah, so good, good this podcast. Um It's a load of old faffy bollocks, isn't it? Yeah. You could reasonably recreate the drum sounds on this album by just repeating the word faff. 
It's just me and Lucas doing it, and I think Steve is having the experience there of listening to the King of Limbs, hearing two people going. You know, I was doing. I was scrolling down to what I've described some of the drums sounding. Yeah, and then and then thinking, mine's better. Oh, okay, interesting. Better. Okay, you said about the lyrics. Obviously, they did all this sampling, all this wick wick DJ stuff that they were doing. That doesn't sound... Yeah. Did they do the lyrics, or did he still, like, record lyrics over it once it was all said and done? They weren't, like, some someone wasn't dropping in a line being, like, you know, putting in... No, 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 no. No, they weren't. They weren't. It becomes, like, a Cassette Boys song, where they're, like, editing together clips. Well, here's here's a... Think about Feral. Does that does, does that sound like something that he heard the whole music and went, I'm going to do this? Or does it sound like someone dropping in vocal samples? Yeah, yeah that one does. Like that. But then you've got yeah. like, you know, Morning My Lord or something. Or the second half of the album. Yeah, the second half of the album is, is quite a traditionally written thing. But even that has loops. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of vocal looping on the album. Um, for In Rainbows, Ed said that the focus was getting the music right for the vocals and for what the song was saying. And this is the opposite, right? This seems much more concerned with how the song sounds primarily, the textures and the tones, uh, and, and, and getting all of that stuff. And then Tom, yeah, would, would put words and melodies over it. Yeah. I was going to sort of bring it up a bit later, but um, this album seems far more concerned, certainly one part of it, with texture over anything else. Yeah, absolutely. And rhythm. And, ryth- and rhythm. Rhythm. Mm. Um, is that because is, there, is that because of the three drummers <laughs> and the rest? <laughs> yeah, I mean sometimes um, it's. I mean, this is the album that. where the where they require the services of an additional drummer, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I describe this as a scary album. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I knew this is a scary and dark album. I think that was maybe subverted in certain areas, but I think that sort of holds true. I was going to say I, I've. Weirdly, apart from the artwork, I've never considered this to be a dark album in any way. Well, I was going to say, you're not thinking of someone in the background, like chasing, like it's some horrible demon creature. Like you're walking yes. through the forest and you just hear in the distance. No, like, I'm thinking, yeah, I'm thinking that there is a demon in the distance, but I'm following a small Tom York who is in fact a delightful forest pixie. And he's jumping from mushroom to mushroom going, ha, da, 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 da. He's not going to be a pixie, is he? He's- He's a goblin. A, he's, a, he's a goblin. He's a goblin. Yeah, he's a friendly, he's a friendly goblin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being a goblin. <laughs> he's a friendly yeah. goblin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's a sludgier and grimy. It's like sludgier and grimier than in Rainbows. But then I wonder how much of my entire opinion on what an album sounds like is based on the album artwork. Yeah, I'm starting be. to like really worry about that. By the way, <laughs> yeah, this is a real the, problem. Do, Steve, do what I do, mate. Don't look at it. Never look at it. Never consider it. <laughs> oh no, I have to. It's all part of it. It's part. Of it. Uh, my prediction, though, before I listen to this album, is I wouldn't like it much. Is was my okay. prediction. Like, mm-hmm. um, I don't know why, and I don't think I've heard many of these songs before, aside just, like from the bits on the pinboard. Which I'm sure we're going to go over at some point, and that we've built up along the way, and maybe like one or two that Adam would have been like, "Listen to this. We're in the car. Listen to this." Yeah, yeah, you probably but, heard, um, Feral, probably heard uh, Lotus Flower, right? Like the single that had the video of him dancing, doing the silly dance. Oh, big oh, meme, that... big meme territory. Big oh, meme okay. territory. Didn't know it was from that. That's the thing. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think this feels like them not only building on what they've done in the past, but at the same time hitting back at all the commercial success of In Rainbows. 
much right. like, yeah, like yeah. Kid A to OK Computer. Oh, you think we're a normal band, do you? And then just <laughs> flipping the bird. Yeah. See, to, to me, it doesn't even feel like it's them pushing back against it. It completely feels like they are com- completely... The fact that this album was being released seems inconsequential to the to the actual making of this album. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think absolutely. you might be right. Yeah, yeah. Is that is that on. one? Yeah. They'd yeah. have done this whether it was coming out or not. They'd have yeah, spent yeah, hours right. just in their fucking room DJing yeah. with each other. Yeah, going, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> what about this? Yeah. I would call this one the most up its own ass of all their albums so far. Yeah, I think that's true. Yeah, but I'm yeah. fully on board. I'm, of course you are. I'm up there with them. Yeah, <laughs> we're all You're, we're all hanging up. We're all hanging out up Radiohead's ass. Yeah, I'm right in the large colon. <laughs> I'm in the sigmoid colon. Oh yeah, mm. yeah. It's really uh, sigmoid energy you've got going. Yeah, on. sigmoid grind set. Um, yeah. It's it's really it's dense, isn't it? And it's layered, it so dense, and it's ambient. But I'm so very confident. I'm very confident in saying that it's not electronic. I think this is the most organic analog thing since OK Computer. I'm kind of with you on that. It's 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 analog faffy bollocks rather than kid A faffy bollocks. Yeah, I didn't get the impression of, of electronic from it. I mean there's obviously samples and there's obviously like electronic bits to it, but but like I say, I heard it and I thought it sounds like they've gone into a fucking basement, jammed for six months and gone, put some of it out. Yeah, that's Radiohead, man. That's, yeah. that's the Radiohead story. <laughs> on the analogue side of it, it sounds like someone's pulling pistons and unplugging things. You know, yeah, and that's does. how they created it, right? It does. I mean, yeah, because yeah, even the glitchy drums, which are typically like, when I think of Radiohead glitchy drums, I think of the Eraser. And those are all electronic. That's all laptop. And this is all samples of Phil playing. Um, I think there is one drum machine on this whole album, and it's right. on Codex. Okay, yeah. Um, and, and the only song where you can reliably point at a synth is, um, is Lotus Flower. And that's like a lovely, warm, analog synth. Um, Here's, here's, here's something. Here's something. Um, if you could, I'm not making this argument, but you could make the argument. I think you'd, you'd, you'd get some decent traction with it of saying that if you've listened to this through laptop speakers or you haven't done like a headphone listen, then you haven't heard the whole album. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. Um, I've heard it out of both. Mm. And- so have I. Uh, I've heard it our phone speaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, wildly different experiences. I listened yeah. to it on my Alexa, and there's a whole drum part missing in one of the songs. Yeah, it's t- it's certainly yeah. richer. I don't know whether it's better, but it's richer. Uh, I'm sure. I've, in fact, I've listened. Yeah, I've listened to this with, with headphones. I mean, you know, I haven't put on a pair. I haven't put on my cans because these cans get used for one thing and one thing only now, and that's doing this podcast. Yeah, uh, I mean, I've listened to them through my AirPods. Yeah, that'll do. Sure. That'll well, do. That as long do. as you're getting some actual stereo separation, like yeah. you, you have a pretty decent uh, stab at it. Yeah, for sure. But it's such a detailed album that is all in the mixing and, and the details of of the production and stuff. Um, and you'll have heard it numerous times across the years. I would have thought, Lucas. Like, do you remember this coming out? Or so I remember this coming out. I remember being up for it. I remember what what year was it? 2011. Yeah, right. So I wasn't at uni, but I was still living in. I was basically at uni because my girlfriend was at uni. So I was just like holding on to that lifestyle for another year or two. Um, and I I distinctly remember listening to it for the first time, like walking around the city of Portsmouth. And it was like, oh, new Radiohead album's out. So I'm going to get King of Limbs and I'm going to listen to it on a walk. So I remember like distinctly being like, sweet, I'm going to listen to this Was it in the woods? 
No, it was in the city. If you weren't if you weren't swapping your headphones over, you'd have heard my the pre- Yeah, that preamble. was insane how you took your jumper off. There Sorry. was so much admirable. Well, I was trying to hear as much of Lucas. And you fucked Lucas it, didn't saying, you? Yeah, still, you still did. didn't hear Don't him. Don't want to be yeah. quicker. Take them off, whip off the jumper, straight back on. Yeah, yeah, no, quick. I I maintained that my thing of putting the headphones under the jumper yep. onto my head and then removing yep. the jumper while the headphones were still on and me panicking about it and not listening to you anyway was the quickest way to do it. Right, yeah. Uh, no, I was walking around the city of Portsmouth, uh, but I remember distinctly like listening That's to it. I was up thing. for it. I was yeah, up for it. It's it's basically, well, feral, it's, it? instead of being a jungle, it's a concrete jungle, isn't it? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. And so I remember distinctly being up for it, and then I listened to it. Like I think I definitely felt the obligation. Like, oh, it's new video. I need to give it the listens. Yeah. Um, and so I listened to it a bunch. Like, yeah. But I just, I definitely dropped off it. Whereas, like in Rainbows, I never stopped listening to because it's you know a ten out of ten. Sure. I, I didn't keep listening to this. I mean, I would have listened to it, you know, over the years, every now and then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Steve, you'd never heard this before, obviously. Totally passed me by. Yeah, get fucked. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I was very excited get about this fucked. album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get fucked. It's fair. I'd, get I'd fucked slept in. I'd slept in on the day of its announcement because university. Uh, I may have been entirely nocturnal at that point, but I woke up to a text from my girlfriend at the time saying. Don't pre-order the special edition of the Radiohead thing because I got it for you. Uh, and that's how I found out that there was a Radiohead album coming out. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I, I had it all planned out, my first listen, and then they released it 24 hours early and it was going to be delivered by email the same way as in Rainbows. But I didn't get the email in time before I had to get on a train from London to Southampton to play a gig with you, Steve. And I didn't have a phone that I could like download it onto either. So I was just sat on the train knowing that there was a Radiohead album out and being furious that I couldn't hear it. because oh, um, that would have been really a great time to do it as well. Yeah, yeah. Right? And I, they, they put up, with, with the announcement that the album was coming out, um, like that day, they'd put up the Lotus Flower video. So I'd heard that and I'd heard the song twice. And my initial reaction was like, oh, okay, he's doing his high reckoner thing in the chorus and it sounds a bit like 15 Step. Um, but I'd only heard it on laptop speakers. And once I got to Southampton, I got into... Alex Ollis's house mm-hmm. and thought I had time to listen with headphones and stuff. Uh, but you interrupted me, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> you knocked on the door like a real bastard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. But it was obviously like immediately apparent that there was much more going on in Lotus Flower and indeed across the whole album. Um, and so speaking of the album, shall we speak on the album? I don't speak on the album. I was out of the music industry at this point, so I didn't speak on it. I'm not on it. They didn't sample my voice and then put it on the album. Yeah. We should go through the songs, though. Oh, I'm up for that. That's a good chat. Thank you. 
first track from The King of Limbs by Radiohead. That's the opening track, isn't it? It's the opening track. Sets yeah. the tone. Which, is, as, as far as I'm concerned, it's the first track. Yeah, yep. absolutely. How do you know that? Because it opens the album. It does. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's yeah. first in the track listing. Mm-hmm. Oh. It's a lot. Yeah, it's a bit much, <laughs> isn't it? There, there is a run of songs at the beginning of this the beginning Ooh. of this album, which is, is actually half the album because the album's only eight tracks. Yeah. Which kind, in my opinion, kind of follow a similar formula of mental unsettling drums yeah. that sort of start, and then some wub-wubs, yeah. and Tom doing some droning over the top. I mean, that does sound like Radiohead, if you say that. Yeah, but there. then they all have to end with 30 seconds of ambient noise as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always the same. Always the same. But it's not uh, much of a song, is it? It's just, it's just a big old texture. There's no structure. Is what's there? a song to you? Yeah, I think there is there's a structure. There's clearly two it's choruses and two verses. Is Clearly. Yes. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a whole lot of texture to me. Uh Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's a tone piece, my friend. Yeah. Isn't yeah, it? Yeah. 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 Um Who's tone uh, piece? Ed, uh this is the thing I mentioned earlier. Ed said that the recording technique that they used led to some frustration when they had something that sounded great but they had no idea how to finish it, which happened with Bloom. They had this long passage of just stuff and then Colin added his baseline quickly followed by Tom's vocals, which just made the whole thing click into place, apparently. However, the song itself is this kind of cascading rhythmic piece that doesn't truly have a beginning or end, uh, in my opinion. Yeah. So I'd be interested to hear what the song sounded like just before they went, ah, yes, that's finished. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's what we needed. Oh, yes, that's it. Thank uh, you. Yeah. You said about the, the whole The whole room went, oh, oh yes. yes. <laughs> uh, you said about the ba- when they added the bass line in, uh, yeah. as far as I'm concerned, um, MVP of the record, Colin Greenwood. Yeah, oh, he's incredible. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that it, most most songs, and I'm like doing my notes, thinking like, what do I specifically like about songs? I'm like, well, the bass line's really good. I really like the bass line, and then it's like, and then he just plays that underneath, you know, all the faffy bollocks. It's rhythm, isn't it? it it's not just it's not just Colin. It's Colin and Phil. Um, no, I'm saying it's Colin, Steve. It's my opinion, uh, and I'm saying the MVP is Colin. All right, go off, King of Limbs. All right, what <laughs> what is <laughs> what is happening in the drums here, Steve? It feels almost militaristic. It's four uh, four, though, isn't it? It's probably four four, yeah. I think it is. But four. it's like always There's a song later that's much more uh, regimented and, and, and militaristic. Um, I think most all the songs are four four. Um, what are they doing? I don't know. It's too much. It it's sounds to me. me. It's not for me. It's not for it me. It sounds to me, and maybe it's because I know about the second drummer thing. Even though it sounds like the second drummer isn't even a factor here, it's just the fact that they're chucking a load of samples together. It, yeah, it's all it sounds like it's someone's added a drum sample. Yeah, and then someone's just added another. Mm. But it's like it's like a third of a beat. It's like a third of a beat forwards from the one they've just <laughs> yes. done. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that sounds like something they might have realistically just done. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, Steve, I don't know. Like you are ob- often impressed by rhythmic stuff, but I think. Yeah. For you, it has to make some kind of sense or play into the song in some kind of way. And this, d- d- does this just feel like they've done it for the sake of it a little bit? Yeah, a little bit. I think it, it is just like, I don't know, all of this. And um, I, I don't enjoy it. I think, I think I was just overwhelmed. I think that's the, the main thing I, I took from yeah. the song is that it's a bit and, and subsequent songs. 
It's a dense album. It is an overwhelming album. Yeah. It, oh, it's so dense. It's so dense. He uh, straight up said, "I don't enjoy it." I don't. Yes. I don't enjoy this. Like, I, I get what they're doing, and like, I like the context of them just getting into a room and just kind of shoving loads of stuff. But like, as far as Radiohead is concerned, in terms of what we know, which obviously, also what we know about them is that they don't do what we know. <laughs> yeah. Mm. But um, is and there, they know is, that we know and that the, they don't. And do I know that. And I know. And, and we, we know that. And I know. And now you our know listeners that. know that. They have yeah. to subvert our expectations that they'll subvert our expectations. I know. Yeah. So their next album is going to be a Coldplay album. Yes. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's literally just Coldplay songs. They just yeah, they've covered Radiohead. a Coldplay album. They've yeah. covered a Rush of Blood to the Head. Yeah. Imagine they um, did that. <laughs> but they like to take stuff away. And um, a lot of this album seems to be just more... It's the gif of Adam Driver from Star Wars saying more. And I don't think that their personal taste... Personal taste, I wish they'd taken more away. That's really interesting because I think, yeah, okay, there's maybe like 100 to 200 drum parts happening at the same time. At least. But, but other than the drums, not what's much. happening? It, there's some... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's... Boom, 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 yeah, there's some like jazz bass. There's Tom's vocals. That's kind of it. They, they weave in some strings and some yeah, I do like brass. Yeah. And, and that's it. It's actually... Pretty in terms of taking stuff out, there's not a lot more you could take out, I don't think. Which I'm not saying I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying I'm saying well, I'm saying that you're wrong. Oh, you're saying that I'm wrong, but I, I disagree. <laughs> so yeah, but Adam knows more about this than you. But we'll agree to disagree. Well, we'll oh, agree to disagree. Oh, cut me down, cut me down. Like a tree, <laughs> King of Limbs. Um, King of Limbs. I think there's not a, and a very King of Limbs to you. King of Limbs to you. And you listening at home. I'm very King of Limbs to you. I think there's not enough space in this record. Uh, in the first half. It's two halves. Um, uh, I have I have heard it described. I think it might have been friend of the podcast Will mm. who described the second half of this record being a reward for putting up with the first half. It's, very, <laughs> it's perfect. Is what it is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I I don't I don't dislike it. Um, like um, um, this is gonna be the trend of most of the songs. I like it. It's good. Cool vibe. It's nice, it's fun, it's enjoyable. It's I like not, yeah. it's, it's not cool enjoyable. To, but I don't want it. I do, I like it. I oh, like I sitting in yeah, Bloom's a nice little yeah. full volume. <laughs> I'll sit in Bloom all the all day long. All the, yeah. all, no, I won't do it all day long. And that's kind of my point, is I don't want to do it for eight, if I don't want to do it for the whole album. Yeah. It's too much. Yeah. It's too much. But as each each song's individually, it, I like them. But when I listen, it is fucking exhausting to listen to the whole thing, though. And I kind of want them to just like... Do a nice good song in the middle somewhere, you know? But there is but there's Give Up the Ghost and there's Codex and there's Separator and there's Lotus Flower. There's that second half of the album that yeah. isn't that. It blooms. You know? Yeah, but we'll get to oh, that. Oh, nice. Yeah, spoilers. Spoilers. But just what, there's what, you know what I mean? Like you, well, we know what I respond to more, and this isn't as much it. But none of it is bad. Most of this I still like more than a bunch of the sort of nothingy songs that I was pretty mid on on like, I don't know. Hail to the Thief. Uh, Hell to the Thief. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or um, what was one before that? Amnesiac. Amnesiac. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was probably, in fact, I was quite positive on Hell to the Thief. Um, more yeah, so than... Yeah, yeah, more, yeah. More than Amnesiac. More, so, more yeah, than yeah, Amnesiac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 like, I, I like almost every one of these songs more than the sort of nothingy ones on that. But the whole album is just like a bit of a Luke fucking is. slog. Lucas, how much of that is familiarity with them? Uh, but I'm not, like... It's quite hard to get familiar with this album. It's not like there's fucking bangers, no, you know? Oh, what are you talking about? It's eight... Bangers in a row. Um. I, mean, I, 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 I mean, I mean, granted, Bloom, Morning Mr. Magpie, and Feral, and Lotus Flower, which is fifty percent of the album. I was like, 
I remember this one and remember it well. You know? Yeah. I sing along with it. I'll sing along going. <laughs> <laughs> You'll stick this on at karaoke, is what you're saying. I'll stick on the karaoke oh, and I'll just go someone off the stage do and I'll just go. What is the generic backing track for Bloom like? <laughs> what, what do you think that that's like? Um, what do you think I think of it? I think you fucking love it. I love it. Yeah, I of course. So you're willing. But I, but I can see why it would be, why it would especially frustrate someone who had come for more of that tight in rainbows style songwriting, because this is loose and it's baggy. It's inspired by Blue Planet, the David Attenborough is TV it? show. Yeah. And the rolling percussion is like waves. And obviously the lyrics of this one specifically mention giant turtles. And jellyfish. jellyfish while the ocean blooms. Yeah. Um, and, and every other part of the song drifts by. It's just the drums that have that circuitous rhythm as, as though like tumbling. I always see them as tumbling waves. It feels intense and ethereal at the same time. And it's about the sea. And I like the sea. Who doesn't like the sea? I love the ocean. I love Blue Planet. And looking at all those fucking idiots at the bottom of the ocean. Have you seen them? Yeah. All the weird-looking twats yeah. that are at the bottom of the ocean. Fucking idiots. See-through neons. Just get legs yeah. and work. Yeah. There's so much shit going on up here. Yeah. I what have they got them. down there? Nothing. Just black. I love them. He, uh, and, and, you know, um, uh, in the lyrics is also, it's repeated. It's what keeps me alive. It's what keeps me alive. I think he's talking about the ocean. The birthplace of life, the thing that is incredibly important to the continuation of life on Earth. And again, more of the nature and more of the, you know, or whenever we talk about nature these days, and especially on Blue Planet, and especially on Blue Planet 2, to which Radiohead contributed a version of this song. Um, cool. Oh, yeah. With Hans Zimmer, Lucas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've now just like immediately yeah. said that I've unlocked it, that it's Bloom. Um Always in the back of my mind with stuff like that is how we are ruining the ocean yeah. and destroying one of the most important parts of our planet that that sustains life. I'm not. Um, Lucas, I've seen you down there pouring oil mm. into the ocean. Literally. That's not ruining it. I'm improving it. Yeah. Are you? It's my that's, special oil, isn't it? That's not essential oils. It's that's all, not what that means. It's Lucas's all-natural <laughs> snake oil. Okay. <laughs> Buy it now on our, through our Patreon. Yeah. Also, when he's talking about giant turtle's eyes, I just think of the giant space turtle that the whole world sits on the back of floating through space. With four elephants and a disc. Yeah, yeah. like from the various different mythologies yeah. that exist. It's turtles all the way down. It's a it's thing. Turtles all the way. Are you not aware of the giant turtle floating in space that we exist on the back of? Yeah. Is this Discworld? Is this Terry Pratchett? Yeah. Well, it is, but it's also, it's also, I think it pops up in Hinduism. It was also in the Mega Drive game Golden Axe, there was a whole level on the back of a giant turtle. Yeah. I've never played I mean, that game. It's a Speak bit of a, it's it's a bit of a thing. Like it's a bit of a thing of like oh that we're just on a giant t- turtle sp- space. Oh, fucking someone. Oh, fuck words are hard, man. <laughs> hey man, you're a professional podcaster at this point. Imagine like. I've had three sips of Bailey's and I'm that's <laughs> it. He's fucking hammered. So well, should we move on to the next song? Well, let's let, let's do track number two, which is called Morning, Mister Magpie. Morning, my lord. <laughs> Thank you. 
kenne. Yeah, it is a bit funky. Same thing for about five or seven minutes, yeah. but yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. It's, funky <laughs> guitars, shuffly drums. You're out. Yeah, <laughs> you're in. You're out. Your radio. Yeah. Tell what's great though. I tell what's great once again. Yeah, yeah. Bass. The bass. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> that comes in like halfway. The <laughs> yeah. Great. Yeah, 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 yeah. Colin Lad. Yeah. In my opinion, as far as I'm yeah. concerned, professional music yeah. critic. Lad. Absolute lad. <laughs> Ladtastic. Um, it's obviously an old song. Morning, my lord. We've, We've heard, heard this. this. It's on the pinboard. Yeah. You found the pinboard? Yeah, I, I found I mean, it. It's, it's, it's to your left. It's literally it's, it's the entire side of yeah, your it's house. Yeah, it's huge. It's huge. Uh, we saw it on the most gigantic lying mouth of all time. It's been on the pinboard for a little bit of, a little bit of time. They worked on it throughout Hell to the Thief and in Rainbows, but they never felt they got it right. This seems like a drastic reinterpretation. Can you remember the, the version that we heard? It was on an acoustic guitar, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like din 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 din. You got some nerve. Coming here. It was lovely. It was like a happy-go-lucky little swing sort of song. No, well, probably not. But I never would have guessed this is how it would end up being from the version that we heard all that all that time ago. I mean, have you not learned by now? That you should never hear if you hear an old version of a song, it doesn't mean that's going to be the final version you hear. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. Very true of Radiohead. Um, how do you feel about the song? It's a bit much. <laughs> What's a bit much about this one? Is it too fast? Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah. It's Sometimes this song stresses me out because I'm not in the, the mood for something it is stressful. this fast. It is stressful. The, yeah. the, the, these songs are a bit anxiety ridden. And I know I said that a bit kid A, so I'm wondering. Right, so have we moved away from a Steve that uh, appreciates the ability to evoke anxiety into a Steve that this provokes so much anxiety that you just can't be doing with it anymore? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah maybe, how can, maybe. How, it, yeah, no, it's because well, I'm a pleb, but music it just doesn't give me that like reaction, and I don't think much music ever would. Like you've got make songs that make you calm, sort of right? Um. Yeah, so it's the opposite so. of that. Yeah, that I find harder to. Yeah, to I I think I played a clip of Penderecki, and you said that that made you feel a little bit worried. A little, it was oh. a little bit ominous. Oh, yeah. Um, um jinx. <laughs> I don't think you can jinx. No, you can't talk on the podcast yeah, now. You can't talk. Oh. Okay, over to you, Steve. You're the lead host now, mate. Uh, what? Dead air. What up? <laughs> what what um, up? I really like it. I think it's great. Again, though, same as the last one. Like, it's a bit of it's a bit of faffy bollocks, but I do enjoy the faffy bollocks. It's good. Baseline's fun. The lyric is this is actually got like kind of audible sort of vocals. Some of them don't. It's got a little bit. This of a one, hook. a little bit, kind of so, does. This one's got a bit of a yeah. hook. This one's one of the ones that's a bit closer to a song. Yeah. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. Um. I it always just it always just reminds me of other stuff though right. I think um what like it's it's a bit kraut rocky which is a, a word that we love on this podcast it's got that kind of very driving beat and the guitar <laughs> um but also it reminds me of of one very specific band and who who do we know Radiohead love is it talk is it Talking Heads yeah because it's rhythm isn't it 
so so rhythmic and it's so similar to to Talking Heads. The only reason my mind went there is that Adam sent me a Talking Heads playlist and he goes, I hope you like rhythm in capital. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm gonna play some Talking Heads. Okay. And I'm not saying that, oh, this sounds exactly the same as Morning Mr. Magpie or whatever. Um, but I think that this vibe is all over the King of Limbs in general. I'll play a couple of clips. This one's called Cross-Eyed and Painless. Lost my shit Trying to act casual Can't stop I might end up in the on on that album, their whole idea was to work with very very tight loops and jam them out. It's an album called Remain in Light, and then David Byrne would come in later and add his vocals. Here's another one from that album. Born under punches, but even before that, Talking Heads were doing stuff, uh, stuff like this. Damn that television! What a bad picture! Don't get upset. It's gonna make your disaster. There's nothing on tonight, you said. I don't know what's the. Doesn't that sound like King of Legends? Yeah, no, I can see it, but it's oh, it's it, but oh, it's more fun, isn't it? Talking Heads is more fun yeah. uh, than The King of Limbs. But, but I, I completely agree. I think that Morning Mr. Magpie is a bit lesser, but just kind of sounding a bit like Talking Heads. But also... I don't very know comp- Talking Heads, so I don't care, so I like it. You know bits of Talking Heads, though. You know at least three bits. Oh, yeah. just, just then? Yeah. Yeah. Do I know other bits? Do it's I like know? a killer? Oh, 100%. Um, uh, you know Once in a Lifetime. And you may ask this yourself, "This is not my beautiful house. Where is Marco? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know that. Um, Psycho killer. <laughs> guess, guess, see. Guess, guess, see. I was gonna say a psycho killer then, but I didn't want to fall out of myself if it wasn't. You probably then. know uh, we're on the road to nowhere. Yep. Yep. Come on, let's ride. You know that one, yeah. You know loads. Um, and Three. obviously, they have oh, no loads. Three sound six. That's more than you knew about the manics going in. Yep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, and of course they have the song Radiohead, which is where Radiohead took yeah. their fucking name from. Look forward to our season. Um, is it talking your head? <laughs> why wouldn't it just be called Talking Heads? No, okay. Fine. Oh, well, then why didn't we call this Radio? Oh, because this has got the word talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> guys, guys, now come on. No, but we also can't have Talking Heads because some one of our Radioheads like <sighs> interview episodes was called Talking Head. All right, with... Talking Talking Heads. Then yeah, that's, oh, good, that's yeah, better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, good. We should have called this series Talking Head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Adam, is yeah. this song literally just about him seeing a magpie and having a go at him for stealing things? Well, it's that folklore superstition thing that you should always say hello to a magpie. Do you guys say hello to magpies when you see him? Yes, always, because it fends off bad luck. Well, I'm not superstitious, but I always give him a little nod. 
just in case. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah. believe in it, but what, got, if, what if? So is that You've fine? got to pay your respect to the magpie. Please. Can, can, can you guess if I do or not? You don't. Of course you don't. Yeah. No, I don't. But guess what? I also There's no magic in your life. I also didn't know about that superstition until 13 seconds ago. Really? Good morning, you go, good morning, Mr. Magpie, and you're supposed to genuinely salute. No. Really? No. Ne- never heard of that Have in you my heard life. The... And now, now, but now I do know about it. You might. You don't will. worry, I won't do it. Well, how about this one? Oh. Do, you, do you know the thing about how many magpies you see? There's a, there's a little rhyme. I've forgotten it, but I think it's something like... If you see a magpie, go and have a nice pie. I mean, you rhyme a pie with pie. It's one for sorrow. One, one for sorrow. Two for joy. Two for joy. Adam is a silly three boy. For, three for a girl. Oh. Four for a boy, five for silver, six for gold, seven for a secret never to be told. Seven for a hairy chest. I don't know what any of that means. If you see one magpie, it means you have deep sorrow coming your way. If you, have, if you see two, you have deep joy coming your way. If you see three, three for a, you'll have a girl. You, you'll, just, you'll just have a daughter. If you see four, you'll have a boy. Very binary uh, folklore there. Yeah, I suppose so. Uh, five was I don't know. You could go for a drive. What was it? Again? Silver. It doesn't rhyme. Six for gold. Seven for a secret, never to be told. In what window of time? Like when do you stop the count and start in one, the count? In one go. Okay. What if you're at the Tower of London? There's loads. Ravens. Aren't they crows? Yeah, it's like rooks. No, yeah. no, they're ravens. Yeah, yeah. They're neither yeah. crows nor magpies. They're ravens. They're birds, though. So good stuff. Yeah, it's all good stuff. All very intelligent birds, though, aren't they? They're all quite smart and like stealing shit. Yeah. The little naughty tinkers. <laughs> but the lyrics in general are vague. Yeah. This is probably my least favourite on the album. Really? Interesting. I really yeah. I, I like this one. I think it's good. It's... Do you know what it is? It's, it's not largely it is. It's that bass. It's the bass. It's the bass. You love the bass. I struggle to like grasp hold of anything on this track, I'll be totally honest. Apart from mm. I think there's a hoover at the end. Well, once again, it ends. <laughs> again, noise. it ends with some faffy yeah. bollocks, some as, is, yeah. as is tradition so far with these two songs. Yeah. Also, it's got some just like <laughs> stuff going on, hasn't it? It's just like Tom just kind of doing a bit of breath business. Yeah, he, he loves breath that. business. Yeah, he does. Um, similar vibe on the next one, in it really. Closest thing we've had so far to a chorus. Yep. It's got, it's got something we can grasp. Her. 
Brooke? Does that mean you preferred it, Steve? Because you could, you had something to grab onto. Yeah, Woof. I quite liked the little hook. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I quite like the little hook. Or by crook. Yeah, lovely. Yeah, Good yeah. stuff. Good well, stuff. Now. The, the beat is a tricky one to find, isn't it? Now, hold on, Adam. <laughs> so, it's, it's these awful. are the loosest... I'm loose! These are the loosest <laughs> drums I've ever heard. They sound like opening up uh, an, an overstuffed pots and pans drawer and it's all just falling out yeah. onto the kitchen floor for four and a half <laughs> yeah. minutes. Love that. That's Love what, that. That's what that's this great. song sounds like. It's, it, it becomes more apparent in the live version. Really? But actually, when I go back to this version, I don't struggle anymore. And I, I, I think actually the thing that becomes apparent in the live version is that you are listening to the beat wrong. Um, but the chorus does have a weird stutter kind of feel to it. The transition from the verse to the chorus is quite awkward because the, I think the, the beat that the snare is on changes. I think, I think that's what happens. I didn't necessarily struggle with like the time signature and stuff because it's 4-4, four, four, yeah. which is... It's always 4-4. Four, four. It's just like... Chooch! He's back. Oh, he's back. He's back in a surprise cameo. He's returned. Yeah, King of Limbs. Summoned by the creepiness. Yeah, summoned by the creepiness of the album. Um, Look, I mean. Yeah, yeah. Come on now. Right? I mean, come on. I mean, come on. Right? I mean, look. My notes for this one. Yeah, please. My notes for this one just say this is the most shuffle jam bollocks so far. Well, that's because there's about 200 layers on the percussion alone, Lucas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just this one's the most. I mean, again, good bass line, though. Like, that's quite, you know. Keeps the songs together. Those bass lines keep the songs from just falling apart into just a mess of yeah. shuffly drums and bits. And Radiohead love bits, famously. It, it, that, that, that is a tricky tightrope to walk, I think. Walking, walking on, on that thin line where you feel like it might fall apart any minute, but still keeping it on track is quite impressive. This and Morning Mr. Magpie, I never go back to them. I never listen to them in isolation. They don't make it onto Radiohead playlists or whatever for me. Um, and I think it's because they're largely the same in some ways. Uh, this is a similar structure to Magpie. and But they are also, they are dance music conventions. You set the tone, then you take it down, and then you do a drop. You know, but both, both this and Mr. Magpie have a slow down bit in the middle. And then they go back to their more frenetic, complicated sections. And that is in line with the DJ experiment, right? You know, you, you, you'd set a tone and then someone would pull out their part, another person pulls out their part, and then you ride on that sort of more ambient wave for a little bit and then you bring it down. Whoomph, yeah, you yeah. drop it all back in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think it's genuinely, uh, and I would never say this for Radiohead, a mistake having these two songs together. Um, but I guess what can you do with eight tracks? But you can't it, separate them, though, either. Yeah, I guess so. You couldn't put them on different parts of the album because what we're finding here is it is an album of two halves, right? Get rid so it's seven tracks long now. No, and the one before. Oh, so now it's six songs. And well, sorry, and the one before that. Oh, and, so, yeah, and so the next track. Okay, right. So just just those four songs. Well, we'll get but, to it. We'll get to I it. I mean, I mean, like here's here's my. I mean, Steve, you might be the same thing as me. I'm thinking stick the Daily Mail on there. 
Mystic Staircase on there. Oh, it's got the Super Collider on there. It's got the Butcher on there. Wait till we get to them, guys. Did you notice that in the breakdown section, he says a job that kills you? It's a little reference back to No Surprises. Oh, yeah. It's very okay for yeah. you. Nope. Yep. I don't want to hear any more songs. Oh. Ever? For the rest of your life? No, no, no. For a week. Yeah. Or four days, if you... I don't want to hear any more songs on this podcast. So stop it. So stop it. Just pack stop it. it. Pack it in. Pack it. Fine. Stop it. Two against it. one. We'll Shut do it. Up. We'll carry it. We'll pick this up next week. But for now, I'm fed up. I'm done with it. All right. What about I'm, email? Uh, though? What about an email? Would, would maybe it would uh, soothe? No, no, your... Does the email contain any music? No, it's mostly text. It's well, fine. It, I think the word music is maybe in the email. Address I don't want to hear to? any music. Is what I said. Okay, say so the word I, music, just bleep it. So I won't sing it. Oh, now we want is that to sing music? it, though. Is no, that we, music? We or, is that, want... or, is, or, is, or is that poetry? We do I've, want I've you to sing it. I've changed my mind. I don't want to sing it. Oh, I've changed my mind. I don't want to sing it. Okay. I've changed my mind. So don't Read worry. It if, 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 if they say the word music, I will bleep it. Okay? okay. Uh, the subject line is fitter, happier. So we're all good there. We're all good okay. there. Okay. It's, good. Say, it's, say, from say J- it's from Jason Branks. Okay? Greetings. What is podcast podcast is you'll have heard a bleep there yeah okay <laughs> i'm jacob wait i'm not hearing the bleeps though no <laughs> so i need live bleeps <laughs> no i'm not doing it you have to it'll have to be in post mate it'll have to be in post i'll just say uh, the word bleep right he's I, i'm confused about this i've said that the emails from jason branks because yeah. that is what comes up but the first line of the email is i'm jacob so okay, I don't, I don't know what's going on here. I don't okay, know why they've on. tried to trick me, uh, but I don't, I don't like it. I'm yeah, annoyed. we're all annoyed. We're all annoyed. He's used music in the first line, and he's changed his name. Yeah. Right. Anyway, I'm Jacob, a man aged 32 from Nova <laughs> Scotia in Canada. And if all emails could please start with that kind of basic information about people, that would be excellent. Um, quick point, quick point. Adam, do you remember when yeah. you wanted to call a band Nova Scotia? I have a band called Nova Scotia. Fuck you, then. With Tom Ashford, it's our band. Have you ever released? Have you ever released any bleep? No, okay. We've never, we've never released, never released any. We, um, we decided this ten years ago. Oh, mate, this this predates that, my friend. This is this is a laughable claim to the name Nova Scotia. We did Tom Ashford. No, it wasn't. It we was did like we did it. one live performance in uh in our friend's house. Uh, so a performance go. of our songs. Uh, I have been a Radiohead fan. This is not me saying. This is either Jason or Jacob speaking. Um, I have been a Radiohead fan since I was 15 and one of those horrible Radiohead fanatics since I was 17. My interest in Radiohead began when I was younger, in large part because of music videos for Just and Karma Police. When I was in grade year 10, I borrowed OK Computer from a friend and was hooked I travelled to Montreal in 2008, 2012 and 2018 to see them perform. All three shows were spectacular. I started listening to your podcast this season and I have devoured the first 10 episodes. Great commentary. I'm really enjoying everything all three of you have to offer. I try not to be a pushy piece of shit Radiohead fan, but I feel like for so many, once you get past the hard outer shell that is the hype, they have something to offer. So many fans. I love a lot of This is a lot of both contemporary and classics but Radiohead stands out as my favourite I listened to the Benz again after listening to your podcast and oh man 
it fucks so hard. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sure you have loads to read. Once the Radiohead fans catch wind of what you're doing, I'm sure your inbox will be more difficult to handle than usual. That is correct. I attached a PDF I made for a friend when I was in law school a couple of years back for how to get into Radiohead. This is excellent Radiohead fan behaviour. Um, Radiohead fans have a shitty reputation, which is probably warranted a lot of the time. I have found that they attract a broad spectrum and he's put that in italics, of personality. Uh, There's one of my favourite anecdotes. At the 2008 Parc Drapeau show in Montreal, I'm sorry, I saw this huge meathead. I probably prejudged him like an arsehole. I thought, this guy is out of place, isn't he? On his bicep, he had tattooed in big, bold lettering, bitter, happier. Immediately he was redeemed, and I shamed myself for being a prick. Thanks a lot, guys. Keep up the great word. Jacob. From Canada. Do we want to have a look at this little PDF that is like how to get into Radiohead? Yeah. Yeah, all right. Let's see. Let's open this up. And do you know what? Uh, boom. The phone is opened up okay, as well. That's how important right. it is. Um, I mean, I can't do this any kind of justice on the podcast. Ooh. Album order. As a note, I do not listen to... Oh, wow. Okay. Okay, Jacob. I see you. I see you, Jacob. <laughs> can I? Okay, uh, I'm going to email you back asking if I can post this on the Twitter because this is fully demented. Right, I will. <laughs> I'm going to email you back, Jacob. I'm going to email you and it'll probably be on the it'll probably be on the Twitter this week. That is excellent. All right, perfect. Okay, lovely. Yeah, you show us. No, we'll guys, I'll, I'll send you it to you. Doing a yeah, I know. We'll I'll, send, we'll I'll, I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you. Um, that brings us to the end of another episode thank you very much for listening our next episode is out next monday and we are going to con- complete continue and complete our deep dive into the king of limbs uh so come and join us for that let us know what you think of what we've talked about so far you can find us on twitter instagram and facebook at what is music pod tiktok at what is music and if you'd like to send in something a little bit longer we can read it out on the show like either Jason or Jacob did. You can email us, whatismusicpod at gmail.com. And if you like what you heard here and thought, God, I want more of that, please let me pay for it. Uh, head over to our Patreon page. We're doing two extra shows. We're doing something on the Manics. We're doing something on music in general where we're collaborating with our listeners to make monthly themed playlists and one ultimate playlist. Um, there's also bonus content, ad-free episodes of this show, an incredible Discord community who have proved themselves times and times again to be, uh, in terms, insane and lovely. Uh, and free antique valuations undertaken by Lucas. But I also uh, feel like he did bonus content a disservice there by just calling it bonus content. You know, it's such stuff as, you know, ranking the Bond songs. Yeah, ranking vegetables. Ranking vegetables. Yeah, but they'll have heard all about that at the beginning of the episode. Well... They can hear it again. Good. Good for them. And if you want to hear it again, but even more, patreon.com slash whatismusicpod or follow the link in our show notes. You can get up to two new podcast episodes from us every single week. And there are other ways to donate to our show if you would like to. One is to buy some of our merchandise over at whatismusicpod.redbubble.com or you can just send us a little donation if you like. I think you can do that through Patreon. I don't know if we're removing coffee or not. But you can go to coffee.com, which is ko-fi.com slash what is music. There's a link in the show notes. I don't know if it's still active. 
for sake of argument, a set is. And if you're desperate to give us some money and you go to that link and you're like, oh, it's not there, go to Patreon instead. Don't be so lazy. Try the second one, please. Anyway, that about does it. Thanks again for listening. But before you go, please, don't, don't leave, leave me, me high. high. Don't, don't leave, leave don't me. Leave Bye. Me. I'm really trying Good. every time now. Bye. Bye.